Have you ever wanted to mix the two things you love the most, your motorcycle and sex? Do you find it hard to mix your riding life and your sex life? Have you ever wanted to have sex with your bike or include it in your sex play? Well, now you can. Introducing the Moto Bandito Motosexual 2-in-1 Tool and Toy Bag. It's everything you need for a roadside breakdown or get down. This amazing dual-purpose package comes in a handy tank bag for use on the road and off. Accessories include dildo-shaped hand grips, exhaust tip fleshlight attachment, seat-mounted strap-on dildo ergonomically crafted to improve your riding posture, fringe vinyl catsuit tracksuit, helmet strap ball gag, nipple clamp jumper cables, dual-purpose silicone chain lube, replacement gasket cock rings, tire plug urethral sounds, emergency coolant enema kit, a fleece line gimp mask to help keep you warm in the winter, and our intro to anal breakdown flare kit. Order now and we'll throw in our patented butt plug screwdriver with interchangeable heads and bits. And for you off-road enthusiasts who've been bad boys, do we have a treat for you, a spanking paddle tire. Go to motobandito.com. That's Moto B-A-N-D-I-D-O. And don't forget to get off the bike before you get off on the bike. Motorcycles and Misfits here in Santa Cruz, California. We're leaving the weather out of this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of um, it's wet. El it's Nino is Spanish moist. for the Nino. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the drama. Sorry. Let's get to who is in the garage tonight. This is your host and narrator, Liza. Uh, running the board tonight, we have Zach. I still exist. And what a fun board it is. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, it's so lovely. So many knobs on that thing. <laughs> it's like trying to turn a woman on. You're like, these dials and Running the new soundboard. And then over in the corner, we've got Bagel. Guten Abend. Next to Adrian. Hello. Next to me, and only one next to me, is Nock. Hey, 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 hey! Smoke weed every day. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. On the couch, looking pretty, we got JJ. How's it going? <laughs> Sitting next to JJ, we, in our warm blanket, we have cats. So exciting. <laughs> did you, did you so actually find a plug for that? Yeah, I have a plug, and it's plugged in, and it's on the second setting. I think the couch is vibrating a bit, though. I'm not sure that's just a blanket. It's, it's Wait till you get to the excitement. third setting. It's that kind of blanket. It yeah. might be because I had her blanket. use the plug that was shocking us earlier. Yeah, so. it, it didn't shock me. I also did not plug it in. Bagel took that one for the team. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not going to work because the ground was in a weird spot. But Oh, here, I'll do that. I know. What is this ground concept? Yeah. <laughs> Next to Cat, bundled in winter clothing, is Douglas. <laughs> hey, kid, I'm a computer. <laughs> Stop all the downloading. Stop all the downloading. <laughs> hey, dog. Oh, hell no. What's up, dog? The only two people who got anything done today. Next to Doug, we got John. Hello. How do you do? And Charlie. Hello. Okay. You had, how long have you been coming here? You've had time to come up with something better than that. 
I think it's... Hi, it's me, everybody. <laughs> perfect. That works. Um, perfect. That was perfect. So, um, I mentioned last week we've been getting so many emails, which is awesome, and they kept coming in, so we're going to just skip what we, we did we today, told them. and we are just going to go right into emails, because there's a lot of good ones. And I am going to start with mine. Of course um, you are. Yeah. Because <laughs> Because you're Eliza. No. Oh. Because uh, this is from John Robinson. And John Robinson happened to send us a care package of donated gear, of which Charlie and John were recipients of some of that Woo-hoo! gear. Too. You're the best, dude. Thank you. Super Yay. stoked. Thank you. They went to a good place. Charlie, <laughs> being the smallest guy in the shop, got the pants, which are really cool. They're like uh, cargo pants with uh, armor in them. Cool. Yeah, cool. And, and Kevlar and all that. Can we get stuff. you the model of those? Um, you require taking off your original pants first, though. So. In here or what? <laughs> well, well, of course, in here. Yeah. We can do a private. Is one this like in, the, in the airbag room. vest? Is this for the uh, the the calendar? Yes, yeah. for the archives. You know, yeah. I already took my calendar <laughs> picture. <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Archives. Archives. Mm. And then John got the new helmet because John has just gotten back into riding. And when I said, John, what? kind of helmet do you have and I think you said it's like it's mushy on the inside and seven yeah, it's years mushy old mushy and has like <laughs> three years worth of bad breath in I was it. like I think you're ready for a new it's helmet like there's a sink sponge on the inside it's squishy oh man which is the perfect recipient because you got no money for that shit right now I ain't got no money you ain't got no money no, no. nah you're taking free bikes and shit, so now you got to get duct tape on my head. So thank you, John Robinson, for that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read John's email. Uh, John says, hey, guys, love the podcast. I want to send you guys some gear to pass on. All you have to do is tell me where to send it. Well, I sure did that. Um, with the business side taken care of, how about a podcast of why everyone has the bike they have and what bike does everyone want that is reasonably obtainable for them and why? Mm. I ask mm. because I've recently been downsizing and reorganizing what I have in my garage. I'm just hitting 40 and in the last few years getting back into riding. Before that, I was away for over 12 years. Anyway, when I got back into riding, I brought out my CB1 and with a quick oh, refresh cool. hit the streets, I did another MSF class. That's pretty cool, taking the MSF class again. Um, took the school on uh, one of the Cleveland Cycle Works bikes, one of Phil's favorite bikes, and <laughs> loved the little thing. Yeah. Um, riding the CB1 didn't give me the same fun as I remembered it to, uh, doing, so I bought an FZ07. Oh, good. Excellent bike, no complaints. It is a great bike. I, I still wasn't feeling it, though. So I started looking around at everything and talking to everyone I could about why they have the bikes I have. Finally, after test rides, borrowed bikes and rentals, I have narrowed it down. Even though it was a loss on my part, I got rid of the FZ and bought, wait for it, a Sportster. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Whatever tickles your spot. Yes, a brand new Harley Davidson Sportster. To be honest, I was seriously looking at Triumph, but dealers and dealer support was not local. That's important. And uh, Harley dealers are everywhere like Starbucks. (laughs) Um, In fact, they uh, cohabitate a lot of times. Yeah. (laughs) I now have a bike with unlimited potential, and I can turn it into whatever I want it to be. That is something that is good about Harleys. You can really turn it in what you want. Um, Put truck nets on it. 
So he says, Finn finished on a Harley's incredible, so I guess I'm a Harley guy now. <laughs> cool. Oh, well, no fucks given on my part. After well. a long week in a riding to get the feel, I slap some 15-inch shocks on her, and regardless of what anyone thinks, they don't know about sportsters. The bike feels and looks and it sounds great with its heels on and ass in the air. It's sporty enough. It yeah. makes me smile the whole time I'm riding. Oh. Um, well, then that's you great. got the right bike for you. So you what he was missing the with the CB1 and the FZC, FZ, he has no idea, but he found it now. So like a 15-inch section, that she means he raised the rear? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Ass in the air. Um, but he also says, P.S., just bought a barely used Sim Wolf 150 Classic. That's another letter. <laughs> so Sim Wolf are like... Uh, uh, is it, it's is like, like Airwolf? Chinese like knockoff of a Chinese? classic kind of thing. They're Taiwanese. It's a, yeah. it's a little yeah. mini bike, I yeah. think. Yeah. Sounds just, like a little cool a grocery getter. Yeah. So, yeah. So, thank you, John, for sending the gear. And um, Thank you, John. I mean, why we ride the bikes we ride, I, we're not going to get into that right now. I think that may be a future topic. But I think we all have to think about that because... We change bikes sure. often here. Mm-hmm. We're constantly changing bikes. Except for me. And me. Well, yeah. you're changing. You got the XR. Yeah. But yeah, so thank you for that. All right. Um, Bagel, you want to read yours? Yes. Uh, my email says, greetings from the frigid Northeast. Um, it says, hello, Liza and assorted misfits. My name is Alan, and I hail from the outskirts of Ithaca, New York. Burr. Hey, I know there. Yes. I was there for a couple of years. Uh-huh. I lived not too far from there myself. Uh, he says, I found your podcast about six months ago, and I anxiously wait for it every week. What separates you and makes you more interesting from most other podcasts is the variety you have amongst your group. Guys, gals, young, older, sport bike riders, motard riders, scooter riders, etc. My daily rider is... Pugs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pugs too. <laughs> Pug life. My, my daily rider is a Weestrom. Yeah. While, it, while yeah. it isn't the best motorcycle in the world, for me, it's pretty close, and I'm looking forward to piling the miles on it. I also have a Project CB350 that will get high pipes and a mild cafe over the next couple of years. My first bike was an 84 Nighthawk S. Couldn't have asked for a better vintage bike. I love what you're doing in there with the garage. Getting more folks on motorcycles is always a good thing, and helping them to become better wrenches is the icing on the cake. To support that, do you carry your t-shirts in XXL? Yes, we do. And he says, if so, I'll send you a check for one. If I ever get out that way, I'll be sure to stop in on a Sunday with the beer and pizza. Please do. Right. Please, yes. do. Please, please do. Please yes. do. So, yeah, in response, we do have the new navy blue T-shirts. I don't have the picture up yet, but they look Marvy. And I have a couple what? of double XL. <laughs> Marvy? Marvy. Oh, my God. That's, that's short for what Marvelous. What decade not. did that came from? Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, wouldn't yeah, you off. <laughs> And then he, he, he ends the letter uh, with another little uh, uh, link that he sent. He says, For Bagel and the Scooter Bashers out there, uh, he sent a link from Jalopnik, which is about a uh, someone who had taken a Honda Cub and turned it into a badass racer. And, oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, cool. If you go to lanesplitter.jalopnik.com and scroll down a couple articles, it's it's up there. Uh, this thing looks pretty sick. It's very minimal. Let me see. Uh, it's very minimal, very yeah, sleek. Yeah, actually, uh, and I that. It's designed in the, in the style of a late 50s, early 60s factory racer. That's badass. Yeah, it's very. it looks very, very cool. The seat's just like right over the rear wheel. Also, high, yeah, high pipes on a CB350 uh, cafe is going to be bitching too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And and the uh, Weestrom, uh, make sure you get a bash plate and the rest because you will want to take it off-road at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Alan says, keep doing what you're doing and stay safe. 
So thanks, Alan. Right. Sweet. Thank you. Thanks, Thank dude. Ah, oh, okay. I got an email. Look at this. <laughs> How'd this get in my hand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get to read. This one's from Tyler. Tyler. I'm not going to say his last name, but this is uh, from Tyler. Uh, it says, starts here. Hey, Misfits. So while sitting here in the cold tundra of Minnesota, I began to plan my first motorcycle trip that is a bit longer than just a week, uh, just a weekend. <clears throat> I plan to ride around Lake Superior and I'm going to try to camp for the whole or at least most of the trip. Uh, right now I have a tent, sleeping bag, and of course luggage for the bike, uh, a few other miscellaneous things. But I thought I'd see what recommendations or must-have things you you guys bring when you, uh, when camping or doing long trips. Uh, it's going to plan to be out for about seven to nine days. Uh, so any input or advice would be awesome. Thanks. Um, okay. We, we had, actually did a whole podcast yeah. on yeah, this. Did we really? Well, yeah. Do you know what episode oh, nice. was that? It was... Uh, uh, 30s? Yeah, maybe 40s? <laughs> maybe a year, <laughs> year and a half ago? A while ago, yeah. 40, 26 podcast? <laughs> it was in the 30s or 40s, I think. Okay. Um, cool. But yeah, it was. I think it was when Doug was planning a trip, and we went over what we bring on long distance trips mm-hmm, and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, but was that about camping trips specifically? Though? No, that was long distance. Right. Um, yeah. So a couple of camping things. They well, the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Um, put cash, extra card, credit card under your seat. Um, spare key as well if you have one. Put it mm-hmm. there so in case you lose wallet and or keys, you can still get away from wherever you are. Um, How would you access that though? If like if you had a screwdriver? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Precision wand. Yeah. Okay. Precision instrument. Sure. Um, <laughs> if you want to be really paranoid, you can always put a pull tab on it or something like that. Oh yeah. There you go. Out. Um, trash bags, uh, mostly yeah. for wet clothes. Mm. Um, keeping your dirty clothes from your clean clothes, as well as emergency rain gear, because you know it's you know, Midwest. It happens. Sure. Um, I wouldn't go for the full rain suit unless it's planned out to be wet. Just because it's more stuff to carry around with you. Yeah. But if it's going to be raining, you might want to bring that. Oh, yeah. If it's dedicated rain, you yeah. want the rain suit. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always carried rain gear with me, irrespective of where I went, even in like mm. early spring or late summer. It's just, just handy to have. Yeah. And you I never mean, know. Yeah. But um, I, I see a knife and some rope. Yes. Like, you know, rope. like a flint. Or like a fire starter, like a yeah. yeah. I would I would carry a, a not a flint stick but a flint block. They're, yeah. they're yeah. different, and flint block is a lot yeah. easier. So if you use the knife to do that, you will ruin your knife. Well, use um, the backside, right? You, yeah. Well, you can also have a dual sharpening stone and flint block. I, that's mm-hmm. what I carry with mm-hmm. me. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Um, DVD also, player. Yes. No, that's Coffee maker. Your camping. Yeah. The jet boil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, microwave. I was yeah. going to say you can always use uh, the gasoline in your tank to start fires, which I've done mm-hmm. that. I've mm-hmm. done that a little bit before too. You just take a little bit out Good and tip. then throw it on there. And well, then, those and things are heavy. You can't lift them up and shake them upside down. You guys, <laughs> no, I try to do the bike and shake it. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, I, w- I would recommend uh, p- making sure that whatever tent you bring is is small and light and easy to set up. Uh, it, it will make your life much easier at the end of a long day if you don't have some insanely complex tent to put together when it's half dark out. That and there's a huge mm. difference between summer and winter tents. Yes. Mm. yes. If you where you are it is cold, get a winter tent. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> would it just be better to get a winter tent in general? It's like if you had one choice. Yeah. Okay. I would I would get a winter tent because you can always open it and yeah. succumb yourself to the bugs, but you cannot close a perforated tent (laughs) so it's like textile versus leather this may shock you all but i am a lady of creature comforts and i anytime i travel take extra socks and underwear 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Just sure, in yeah. case. Yeah. Well, good, good point. Yeah. Yeah. I know a guy. Oh who's yeah, got socks and underwear. <laughs> really, that's all you need. Extra socks <laughs> and underwear. Yeah. When I can the, survive anything with that. When on the road, going long distances, and you, you, you know, you may have to stop for directions or whatever. Just take your helmet off. Talk to people. Yes. Um, you're going to be received a lot better mm-hmm. uh, if you yeah. take your helmet off. To eye contact. They yes, recognize you as exactly. a human being. Yeah. Um, that's. I think Justin. That was a different podcast. I think we had international writing. Um, that was one of the big tips. Uh, the other qu- last or quick little thing I think of is a bike lock chain. Um, run it through your wheels in your campsite so your bike doesn't roll away in the middle of the night. So more biking related, when I traveled cross country, I took a just a backpack that had a lot of pockets and stuff in it. And that's what I put my oil and my tools and a patch kit and just all the things you need for your bike that then I could, when I was going in for the night, I could just untether it and carry it with me yeah. away. Um, so it's good to have just a backpack strapped to your bike with all your yeah. in case of supplies for the bike. Yeah. Patch kit for sure. I mean, especially the worm types, you know, yeah. patch kit, you, tubes. Yeah. Right. If, if you're not familiar in how to plug a, a, a tubeless tire with a worm, learn how to. There's yeah. tons yeah. of videos on YouTube. Else you'll learn on the road. Yeah. Uh, or, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, that, or mushroom type plug, plug kit too. The other big thing is like if you're going to carry your wallet in the tank bag or something like that, make sure you take it off the bike when you go inside mm-hmm. a restaurant. Because the last thing you want to do is get to a restaurant middle of the day, have a great lunch, and then walk out, realize you left your wallet on the bike, and it's now gone. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. The other advice I have is anything that you need, um, like glasses, if you need them, take two. Yeah. Um, when I yes. traveled, I took like. Two bandanas and two chapsticks and two sets of glasses and things that you might drop that could make the difference. Yeah, and, and medication too. <laughs> yeah, and, and bring your scripts. And well. on the topic of medication too, you know, it's really nice to have like a nice platypus bag with your favorite liquor for when you get your campsite <laughs> oh, for the night. Yes, I was about to say True. like that's in creature comforts. Hydration and dehydration units. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah definitely keep. Uh, there's dehydrated electrolyte solutions. That's something that I found really important. Like that, it basically looks like Kool Aid and it's in a packet and it's super light that you can carry with you and you can carry actually what creates a large amount of electrolyte solution Mm. in a very light compact situation so if you're going out somewhere where you're not sure if you're going to be camping or not it's always good to have extra pd light stuff that tastes like crap on you so after (laughs) after all that i say I think the most important thing is, yeah, <laughs> don't pack too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. because don't pack you can actually rely on other people, and this is a way yes. to make friends while you're there yep. and knock on you know, there are doors. WalMarts mm-hmm. and everything else throughout know, the country. I um, actually, I'll do oh, one last little advice I remembered. Um, take out your wallet, take all the cards and IDs out of it, and take a picture of it or photocopy them oh, and yeah. fold that up go. into your jacket. Yeah, that yeah. way, if you lose it, you have all the numbers you need. Mm-hmm. And and the phone number to your credit card companies too, so that if you lose a card, you have a number, where, know the number where you can call them and cancel it before somebody else. I knew I knew it oh. I knew a guy who would FedEx as close to the hotel he was going to stay at, which is super handy. <laughs> By guy, did too. you mean Liza? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. What you got, Doug? Mail, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Paul. Uh, he says, "Would you please have Fruit Loop and Lucas have a diss off?" Uh, oh. I think it would be awesome to hear the crap they could come up with to insult each other. Maybe give them a topic to focus on, like Pumpkin, which is an SV650, versus, versus the Jixer, which is a GSXR750. Uh, Paul, Paul, he doesn't say where he's from, but thanks for writing in, Paul. Um, that's a good idea. 
coming from someone who's not here in the room <laughs> with them, who has to deal with both of them being in the same room together. Um, hey, no, hey let me, let both, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask if it's okay if I tell you and I'm going to ask you a question? <laughs> and just ask the question anyways? Just, just ask the fucking question. Um, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And we have to secretly place bets on who's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I think my money's on, on Mike. I think he can wear Lucas yeah, I, down. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He's got style. Yeah. <laughs> that is a tacit challenge I like that. I like to that Lucas. Though. I think we got Somebody's better happen. than me? What? Bring your A game, Lucas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I got one too. Um, all right, the one that I got was this is Retro Naked Bikes Roundtable Discussion Request from Cafe Moto X. Hey guys, first of all, I love your podcast. At this point, it is my favorite motorcycle-oriented podcast by a ton. Thanks. About the only thing I'm not big on is the dildo thing you do to people's <laughs> Come on. There wouldn't be a podcast no, without the dildo thing. Well, yeah, we don't do no dildo things. I don't know what you're talking about. We do dick things. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, they're carved from real people. <laughs> I am currently looking to move up from my 2014 Triumph Street Triple R to a Scrambler type of modern bike. Currently, three motorcycles have been introduced that I love uh, that fit the retro naked style by or naked bike style that I love. Uh, he doesn't want a cafe racer. Those bikes are the Yamaha XSR 700, the Triumph Street Twin Scrambler version, and the Ducati Scrambler, mm. the Urban Enduro version. Of the three, the Yamaha XSR700 is the only one I want the most. The Triumph would come in second, the Ducati, the Ducati third. Mm. However, I'm warming up to the Triumph bike, and it still may jump to first place. Obviously, looks are not the only thing that I'm looking at. Um, he'd like to get our thoughts and opinions on all three or and any other similar styled bike. Um, wants to get our belief on why Yamaha is so reluctant to bring the XSR700 to the U.S. And he thinks it would be a good hit for riders like himself. And why did Triumph severely detune the Street Twin to produce only 55 horsepower from a 900cc engine? And he goes on. Uh, I know Yamaha recently introduced the XSR900. Um... He saw this bike at Long Beach IMS. Well, it's definitely a good-looking bike. Uh, I still don't know how it looks. I still don't like how it looks, and I find the XSR 700 a much more beautiful naked bike and retro bike. Um, I think that I like to add. Um, I think the XSR 900 is a thousand times better looking than the FZ09, and a billion times better looking than the FJ09. Uh, the 2015 versus 650 is the better bike both in looks and features um so i hope you guys can have your usually great roundtable discussion on this i it would be tremendously useful to me and others thanks let's have a roundtable discussion about dildos <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal european or americans <laughs> we, we don't know shit about these bikes <laughs> that honestly is a better is a better question for the wheel nerds or the pace but we can attempt it. Um, only because, uh, I mean, if you were asking me what's the best bike from <clears throat> 1979 to buy, <laughs> I got you covered. Um, though I have been asking around on this, and last week Surge said that the, um, the Yamaha, the 700, not sure if it's going to be coming to the States or not. 
So you've, you, you're listing bikes that are currently available, and you're listing a bike that looks really cool that we don't know anything about and may not be coming. Yeah, considering the amount of bikes that don't make it here, just, yeah, probably not. So, um, yeah, I would go with whatever you can find. Any, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of people love the FC07, but the important thing for me is you can't pick a bike based on specs and stats. You have to sit on it, and it has to feel right. It has to light that fire in your loins. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> reference the, per- the first email today uh, where a guy went through how many bikes to find out that a sports store was actually what did it for him now. Yeah. Huh. Um, they all look really, really cool. Yes. They all look really cool, and I think they're all going to do the same thing. I think they're all going to do the same thing that your street triple's doing. So it sounds to me like you just want something that's kind of new and fun and funky and cool yeah. that everyone's going to come over to you in the parking lot, parking lot and go like, oh, what's that? In that case, I you would. have to go to Cotty. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's got the sex uh, appeal. It's got the poser appeal. It's, yeah. <laughs> it always it's, looks good at Starbucks. And it's yes. red. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you got pictures of the president I, on it. Yeah. I think the XSR looks cool, but I think was the FZ07 one of those choices? I think we've all really uh, enjoyed the FZ07, right? I, I think it was I the like, FZ09 he's talking I like about. the yeah. FZ09 over the FZ07, just because the FZ07 is too small for me. Power-wise? So, like he's saying he prefer the 07 for over the ergonomics. Over the yeah. I think choosing the right bike should be based on ergonomics, personally. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something that you could modify, but I, I understand, like, if you don't want to spend the extra time to, you know, futz around with the bars, whatever, you might want to just start off with a slightly well, if a bike, bike with a bigger triangle. Well, I mean, yeah. so the frame if it doesn't do it for you, it doesn't do it for you. That's if you it. don't, yeah. like, get on a bike and not want to get off of it, like, you're riding around debating whether or not you want to buy this bike, you get Certainly. on it, and then you're like, oh, shit, I don't want to go back. Get a supermoto. Like, <laughs> <laughs> One of us. Be done with it. Yeah. Um, well, no, that goes back to the motorcycles aren't reasonable thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you could just, you know, figure out a way to make things work for you. I think that the Ducati may actually have a good resale value because they have sold a shit ton of those bikes and it's doing really well and is very popular. talking about the Scrambler? Yes. And if you're talking about you want to get a new bike that you're not sure you're going to be in love with and you're going to have to pass on and maybe sell, I think that might be a cool, it's a cool retro looking bike. So that would be my vote. The Scrambler? Anyone else have an opinion or are we moving on? I'd get the I get the 09 mostly because I want big i like a big grunty usable engine and uh that thing's a maneuver pretty maneuverable bike and the and the uh was that the, was it a concept or was it an actual running bike that they're going to mass produce the, the scrambler uh, sco9 scrambler uh i t- i Look think it's something that's in europe scrambler? that they're trying to decide yeah there's like over. a what? retro looking one yeah it's pretty cool uh. But uh, yeah, I, I get the 09 mostly because no replacement for displacement, right? Um, so. The other thing too is I, I think we're. Are you all, saying size matters? I think kind of a little bit. We're yeah. all openly motosexual here, so yeah. I'd say you have your own meter to use of which one is going to be the right. Yeah, bike. exactly. Well, <laughs> I, I think they're they're all good bikes, and he just needs to sit on them and ride them. Exactly, you ride them all for. and send us an email about what you think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I, I I don't think anyone can tell you what is the right bike. Yeah, sorry for the vague non-answer, but you know, just get on a bike and ride one. And see yeah. what you like. Um, Zach, you want to share your email? Yes, I have a very short one. It is from. <laughs> it's okay. So it Sheila matter. in Texas sent us a short email. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's from Sheila. Dear God, what the fuck is that? It says, "Hey, Misfits, <laughs> thought you might enjoy seeing a stretched Grom. This is the first one she's seen. She's seen, and uh, she sent us a picture." <clears throat> I want to get everyone's opinions wow. on this. That's actual size? Yeah, that's yeah. actual size. <laughs> yes, it, wow. is, it is six inches long. 
Um, a stretch yeah. grom just sounds very um, fetish. You know what? Yeah. I think I got like, a stretch grom. Baby. <laughs> they do wheelies. I'm so stretch groms. I I think it's okay because it, it it's just so trolly. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, yeah. No, if I you like just it. if you're doing that because you want to be super trolly, I'm cool with um, it. Yeah, me too. Me just too. as long as you're doing it tongue in cheek, you can't <laughs> yeah, be totally serious yeah. about exactly. that. Exactly. Well, have you seen the tricked out Honda Ruckuses? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This thing is... Uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. I wouldn't ride one, <laughs> I but... Just, uh, it looks like you used, like, a BMX swing arm. I just think it's going to undo everything that's fun about the Grom. Maybe. Maybe. Unless you're going, like, really fast in a straight line. I think you'd have... You know, you on stilts, go, man. I think you could have a lot more fun on a, on a regular-sized Grom. By fast, do you mean 60 like, miles like, an hour? You're not drag racing it, so, like, why go with a longer wheelbase? Well, no, yeah. that attitude, man. Well, shit, sure. You, know? you take it out of your truck or your trailer, you get yeah. some good laughs at the rally, and you're done. I <laughs> yeah, think I go. think we have a future candidate for a what's it worth on Craigslist. <laughs> Hmm. 50 bucks <laughs> we'll see it, it, it does look cool but I still have yet to ride one have you ridden fun. one the has Grom? anybody here no. ridden a Grom I have not no. ridden a Grom no, I've no. just watched really so, so many videos I feel like I have Cowie's gonna make their own too <laughs> really alright Gromasaki we got one, one more to go <laughs> Charlie hit it hit it so we have a email from Dave hey Dave he says, Dave's not here man <laughs> <laughs> he says Liza you mentioned that half of your crew has heated grips how do the different grips brands stack up in the categories of effectiveness, effectiveness ease of use, and reliability? Mm. So, See, I found this question, question interesting because I've never thought about the differences the, in them. From, yeah, we, from, are there options? From what there I've are. seen, well, from what I've seen, a lot of the the differences are the more expensive ones. You can adjust the temperature really precisely and all that. The cheap ones, they have it's like an on-off switch. It's like hot. I got not cheap hot. ones, and they have a dial that works pretty well. All right, so yeah. who here has the kind that is the strip you put on your handlebars and then you put your grips that, back on? That's what I, I got. Have. This. That's what I have. Yeah, those work pretty good. Um, and I just have a, a high-low. Yeah, mine has yeah. high-low, too. And I what I yeah, what I found is that the right grip gets a lot hotter than the left because yeah. the right grip is thinner to allow room for the throttle mm-hmm. assembly. Oh, okay. So you have less rubber for the heat to go through. Well, on my bike, the right grip gets a lot hotter much more quickly because it's actually on a... The, the, the throttle tube is actually a plastic tube, right. whereas on the, 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 the left side, it's on the metal bar. Yeah. So oh, it has yeah. to heat up the metal bar. Oh, so heat it's a sink. Yeah, so mine, it takes a while for it to warm up. Mine came with a little thermal thing you put over the metal on the left side so yeah. Yeah. yeah that's how I've seen so that installed that, yeah. that would help it's does just, anyone here even know what brand they have I mean I bought mine at I think it's think Cycle mine, Gear mine whatever mine's, I think mine's like Trackside or something yeah Trackside I have yeah. but mine's the the whole grip it's not yeah, the, uh, under yeah. the grip yeah, yeah. You, oh, can yes. get, you can get like the heated pads and then you can get the actual whole grip that's yeah. integrated right. pretty sure mine's the whole grip or the one I used to have was yeah. the whole grip yeah and yeah it had the dial so yeah, mine has a dial. I liked tuning in the dial. I don't yeah. like the binary thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just have a. I see hot what you switch. did there. And um, I changed out my switch. Actually, to I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I mean, I got the cheap ones just to try it out. I've had BMWs with heated grips, and I've ridden in cold environments where you needed that, and it made a huge difference. For what them. do you mean cold environments? I needed here. Yeah, I know, right? Back east. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Out here, we're riding in 40, 50 degree weather, and we just want to stay toasty. Everybody it doesn't matter if we're using the cheap, janky ones. <laughs> if you're in a cold place, I think having the adjustable heat setting and mm-hmm. getting the built-in grip type 
not the strip that goes on your handlebars, I think it's probably going to be better. You don't, you guys don't feel any difference from right if, and left, do you? So, honestly, if you're in that cold a con- or cold a climate, get you're going to get the gloves. Heated gloves. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. just like surpass the, the grips. Yeah, the, the grips are nice for like the 40 to 50 degree temperature because they mm-hmm. heat one side of your hand. They keep things a little bit warm. Mm-hmm. But anything colder than that, you want the gloves. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. unless your wind protection is really good. And then, well, then they yeah. probably work. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think they prevent your hand from going numb, too. Well, yeah. they help. Yeah. They help. Like with my hand, with my grips, they're you know they they will warm the inside of my hands. The outside of my hands will still be cold, especially if I'm riding at freeway speeds at you know colder temperatures. Um, so it's better than nothing, and it does help help my can't my hands from turning white and stopping all circulation to them. Mm-hmm. But it's still they just still do stay cold on the outside. No, no matter what you do, whatever you go with, make sure your bike can produce the power. <sighs> yes. Yes. Yeah, don't kill your battery. Because you're so- gonna kill your battery if. Uh, Cat knows about that. This is, yeah. this is a painful experience for me because I was very excited. As I sit here under my electric blanket, for the record, <laughs> I was very excited about getting fucking heated grips. And I got them, and I turned them on, and I rode around with them, and it was great for about 30 minutes, and then my bike battery was fried. Cat, uh, yeah. would you be more inclined to buy a scooter if they had heated scooter skirts? They do have these. They do, they do no. exist. I would buy a heated scooter skirt to wear all the time, but I would not buy a scooter. So is that like a heated oh. poodle skirt? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Um. Oh, you may be interested in the brand new Moto Bandito heated maxi pad. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's gross. Why would you say something I like that? I would not want that. That is wow. not something that is not an Why would you say something like that? It's such a, it's, so everything it's, stays. It's, it's, I mean, personally, I yeah. like a warm cooter or crotch hey, myself. Yeah. I'm just saying. Is that you know, the reusable God. one? Yeah. Oh. Hey, what? It could be a heated tampon in instead, but you really have to watch out for shorts. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So, um, Adrian. Yes. Do you want to do the intro tonight for what we're going to be talking uh, about? Okay. Um, I can sort of get one going, I suppose. Um, so one of the things we've always banded about, because we are motorcycles and misfits, and the garage is full of a whole bunch of misfits, we get all sorts of people through here. Um, you know, how does that relate to the LGBT space? You know, we do have several members of that on those spectrums that come through. And, you know, what exactly... Does that mean for the motorcycling community? Where do they intersect and all sorts of things? So we figured we'd touch on that a little bit. But we started out um, realizing that most of our listeners don't live in California. It's weird. <laughs> oh. As well that is as strange, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're kind of in the community. We're really deep in it. So there's a lot of terms, and you know, every subculture has their you know terms and terminologies motorcycling has it everybody else has it so we start just jumping into it and bending about terms everybody's gonna go hmm boring click or just scratch their head oh, and it's not just california we're in santa cruz i mean yeah, yeah. yeah if you're not a freak you're not normal yeah i mean there's a reason some of us settled here it's the wow um i'm not the weirdest one here cool mm-hmm. yeah. there's a conservative <laughs> part of santa cruz that has that supports hillary <laughs> there's like one that's one person holding a sign yeah. actually no i did see one protester out there for um one lone like planned parenthood protester yeah it, it was Nuh-uh. they were, getting kind they were of still on their too. feet no everybody was actually being respectful but wow. yeah, nobody was being nice yeah. mm-hmm. so i i just wanted to um give people a little primer yes um 
So, you know, for about, for about the past decade or so, you hear a lot of people saying, like, man, that's so gay. And I was even like, oh, come on, like when friends would say that around me as a derogatory term, you know, like something that's really lame. That's so gay. Now we say it's and, Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, so Bill. Camaro. Um, but I think that people just don't really or know. Ducati. That's what... a Ducati. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Oh. Let me interrupt. They really just, they don't, they're not qualified to know what is gay, but I am. <laughs> so to put in a term so people understand there are a lot of stereotypes within the the queer community um for instance butch dyke some some might call me that i, uh, I call you i call you specialize uh, i'm just big um, yeah and you like motorcycles yeah but like and, a six yeah. inch reach advantage of, over most dudes <laughs> Box um, death. and then she can unzip for yeah so I'm going to put draw some parallels between bikes and some of these queer stereotypes so people yeah, understand. Because there are plenty of bike stereotypes out there. We play on them all the time. So for instance, for those who aren't sure what a butch dyke is, um, the parallel in the motorcycle world would be any of the Yamaha Starlines. Let's take the V-Star. <laughs> we, we all know, we all know, a real man's bike is a Harley, right? This one's for you, Mike. This one's for you. And, and oh, so, Liza, you're going to get so many V-Star is just, it's like a wannabe Harley. It's like, it's not quite the same. It's a little more reliable and even tempered with a lot less grunt and piss. And we'll, so, and we'll get you where you need to go. That's kind of like a butch diet compared to a straight man. Okay. Um, <laughs> another term would be lipstick lesbian. So some people aren't familiar with a lipstick lesbian. And um, that would be a lesbian that kind of goes against stereotype and, and oftentimes uh, is very pretty, may wear, have, uh, or you could say that looks straight. But somebody who use makeup and high heels and and really goes to extremes so the version i would say is any bike that is pink <laughs> i've seen or has hello kitty on it pink sport bikes pink harleys and even a gold wing painted all pink it's like wow. i have to declare to the world even though i am on this motorcycle that i am in fact a lipstick lesbian is what they're saying or a straight girl or whatever um i'm gonna get so much email over this <laughs> <laughs> oh it gets I, I just it's like yeah. the pink helmet wasn't enough of a declaration they have to paint the bike pink too okay um another one in the community would be the flaming queen <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so for those who don't know what a flaming queen is um the parallel would be a ducati panagali <laughs> that part's come on, right come on, you know I'm right. Bright colors, soft curves, masculine but pretty, and everyone wants to ride it, but you really can't handle it, can you? <laughs> well done. Yes. Well, okay, nice. I'll let that one pass. I know at least two of my friends are going to be pissed at you. Right. Another one would be a leather daddy. <laughs> so uh, the parallel I found for the leather daddy would be the Harley Heritage Softail Classic. It's a throwback, okay. throwback look that says butch, from the black leather studded saddlebags with conches and fringe to the excessive chrome, white wall tires, two-tone paint job, and tank strap, also with leather studs. 
And fringes. And fringes. Yes. That right. says Leather Daddy all over. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, then there is the frat boy slash jock. <laughs> so the frat boy jock passes for straight. Most people would never know they're gay. Sometimes they're in the closet themselves. Yeah. Except um, for their frat brother down, like three doors down that one night when they're drunk. And but, that, that wasn't gay. I'm, no, no. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But for those who know what to look for, there are signs. And uh, especially if you have gaydar, you, you little things stand out. So we can take, for instance, Doug's Ninja 750. <laughs> this is an all-black beast with a deep and throaty rumble that makes anyone go cool. Deep and throaty. <laughs> but if you look closer, you'll notice the pink and purple Ninja logo on the tank. <laughs> Gays just can't resist a hint of flare. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole tank and fender is purple actually <laughs> then we have the drag queen oh boy oh, yeah extended so, swing arm drag queens po- no polished swing arm yes any custom chopper especially anything from OCC <laughs> so you think about it so much flack for this. <laughs> Exaggerated features with proportions that don't seem quite right. Flamboyant paint schemes that are a little over the top as if they didn't know quite when to stop applying. Uh, Too many shiny parts, just like my grandmother who wore no less than 10 bracelets and four necklaces. <laughs> and nothing is designed for comfort. Very high maintenance and costly to put together, just like a drag queen. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with that one, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Bisexual. Okay. Uh, I deem the Suzuki SV650. <laughs> See, I disagree with that one. I think the Suzuki SV650 is more pan than bi. So the SV650 is attractive to both sexes, and with simple mods can be either a little butch or a little femme. So, I, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. with the bi, you didn't go for Supermoto. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah they're, 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 hey, it runs in both worlds. No, that, that yeah, things are so brappy. I think they're they're more masculine. <laughs> they're just so, assholes. Unless it's yeah, general, right. Yeah. Generic assholes. Then we cannot forget the fag hag. Oh. <laughs> oh. The fag hag. So the parallel for fag hag is the Honda Goldwing. <laughs> The fat girl with low self-esteem who just wants to be around all the cool guys. You're like setting back civil rights 10 years. Thank you, Lyra. We can edit that in post. And then we're going to finish up with the twink. Uh-huh. <laughs> For those who aren't sure what a twink is, it's a usually a younger boy, kind of slighter frame and very eager to please. Nubile skater um, type usually. This one is very in- <laughs> this one is easy. Ninja 250. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So wow. true. Easy to turn on, easy to ride. Yeah. So, and all the women want it. Those are the parallels I drew to make it easier for people to understand what we're talking about. That's freaking hilarious, Leza. Oh, that was real good. Yeah. There, goes, there goes all 10 listeners right there. Uh, you want to take, I, I was just trying to smooth it on in. Now, it, oh, now it's Adrian's really, turn. That's really yeah, smooth. Yeah, I got to follow that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wanted to talk and touch on a little bit. For one thing, I don't want this to turn into like, oh, we all found community and blah, blah. It's like, of course you found community. It's motorcycling. You're going to get soups. Like, you're going to find acceptance. You're going to find community, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, there's a couple of things that have come up as interest in the whole LGBTIAQQTDPA community. 
It's called the alphabet soup for a reason, actually. Yeah. Um, and we've noticed that <laughs> as you, you go back in generations, they have less and less adjectives, and the, the new kids keep tacking on crap. Um, for, just for curiosity's sake, it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, intersex, um, asexual, queer, questioning, um, yada da yada da yada da, pan, pan, pan um, demi, and I forgot what the other T is. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, try. Um, no, it's not try. Oh, sorry, it's TS, not just T. It's uh, two spirit. Two what? Oh, yeah. yeah, two spirit for Native American or indigenous oh. Um, queer. Oh my god! Just so uh, everyone knows, I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're the only Wait. one. Yeah, you're not the only one. Um, inside the community, and that's the other thing. It's like it's a the community doesn't always get along. Let's just leave it at that. The same way the sport biking community is seen from, <laughs> or the biking community is seen from the outside as oh one big happy family. Yeah, not so much. Nope. <laughs> um, so three things I wanted to touch upon. One of which is you've heard us talk about them in the past and they are a very visible part of the queer motorcycling community and that's Dykes on Bikes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... And for everyone here in the garage, you can take a look over JJ's head at the picture of me in 1985 on a on GPZ one? 550 at the Dykes on Bikes Parade. Sorry, oh, I, I was busy looking at Doug Ni- and Drag. <laughs> Doug and Drag also, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, or above that, above Doug, you get my crocheted nutsack. Yes. Where does um, that I was 19 in that picture with my Reeboks and my jam <laughs> jam surfer shorts. Oh yeah, nice helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. that was before the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have a bit of a history? Because yeah. I don't know this a quick shit. Brief, uh, <laughs> this is a quick brief uh, wiki uh, regurgitation rundown. But the club was founded in uh, 4th of July, 1976 in Chicago, Illinois, and was founded by a group of people, uh, L.B. Gunn, Kaylin Elliott Arns, Christine Elliott, and Sabine Balden, and Mel, just Mel. Uh, currently, their leader is, or what their status is, is Vic Germany. Uh, I guess that's, that's the person that runs the organization. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> she or he is the road captain, or um, she? She, yeah. And the region is in. They're they're in USA, in the USA, Canada, Australia, and in the UK. And um, there are twenty two chapters uh, all across the globe. Uh, let me see here. Uh, what's their main mission? What are they trying to accomplish? The, according to this here, it says. Uh, the, 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 the contingent uh, are fiercely independent and self-reliant in the DIY and feminist traditions and have been studied as a social phenomenon as complex, multi-layered form of consumption-related cultural resistance that raises awareness of social just injustice and discursively informs social meanings in everyday life outside the festivals. Okay. So, that's, so traditionally, the Dykes on Bikes lead every gay pride parade everywhere. Yeah. It's a bunch of chicks on bikes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a, a initially a sign of uh, pride, defiance, and liberation. And um, I can I can tell you, like, so. if you're looking at that picture of me back in the '80s, that was before women regularly rode motorcycles. So I know mm-hmm. for us then to go out and hang out with other women and ride in a big group and come together, which we rarely ever did back then, was quite a thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like ho hum, you know. It, we've kind of lost our having to fight for any rights but there was something in there about a lawsuit i found funny and i am prepared yeah. to represent all dykes oh, and yeah, answer yeah. this oh. uh, uh, yeah go ahead 
No, go go for it. Oh, I've got to find it. It's kind of buried. Oh, fine. Uh, What was the gist of it? The gist of it was um, there was a lawsuit against Dykes on Bikes from an individual um, who was male identified who was saying that they were being non-inclusive and basically impinging their rights. Um, That's what I understood of it. Yeah, the the term dyke inferred that these are men haters and... um, uh, I don't know, I guess, and I think part of the reason we're doing this is because a lot of us do identify with different things within the queer community, even though I do not belong solely to the queer community, I belong to the motorcycle community, which has everything in it. But, um, no, I never hated men. Yeah. Had no reason to hate men. <laughs> I like them just fine. <laughs> um, so I am. it's unfortunate that there are people out there who think or used to think, maybe still do though, that just because you're a lesbian, you don't like men, and that is far from the truth. So maybe we're like going to be way. dispelling yeah. some rumors tonight. Maybe <clears throat> part of it is the point of this. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a difference between liking someone as a person and being attracted to them as a sexual orientation. Oh no, I'm very attracted to to Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, you and everybody on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to look at him, though. That's good enough. Yeah, right. that's uh, different. That's I can tell you that me and my friend used to go to strip clubs, male strip clubs, and pay the guys to do a lap dance, but just ask them just to stand about five feet away right. well, and not go all the way. We were good with that. Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a difference between appreciation for someone's aesthetic oh, you yeah. know, looks and, and being sexually attracted to them. That's what I was saying. Yeah, like sure. I have yeah. friends who have watched 300 at the end of it gone, mm, I'm not as straight as I think. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another interesting thing about the Dykes on Bikes. Uh, although the term specifically was coined by actual Dykes on Bikes at the first gathering in 1976 San Francisco Parade, it could have been used by then. So I guess the fact that you could alliterate Dykes on Bikes or whatever, it's it's, it's the term has been used a while. Uh, back yeah. then, I think it was just empowering yeah. to us women to get right. together because we were not well represented uh, female motorcyclists back then. Yeah, or just in society, and you could use that mm-hmm. as a way of stepping out and saying, "Hey, yeah, we're here. You, know, you have to deal with us." Exactly. Um, so the other big one that um, has rolled around, we've talked about how to bring it up, is um, how did Marlon Brando turn into the Village People? <laughs> are, you, are you guys getting this? If you look at the like uh, Marlon Brando from the Wild Ones, and he's got the, the back then it was a riding cap they wore, yep. and like that the the jacket and which. The motorcycle jacket itself yeah, has leather. become significant throughout rock and roll and all sorts of stuff. And then the tight pants. And then cut to, like, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. or Well, okay. I it became say Tom, a very... Tom's of Finland. Or, yeah, Tom, Tom of Finland. It became a very and, gay thing. And I'm like, how did that happen? Um, well, without boring people too much, it's really simple. Um, in the early 60s and 70s... Um, Gay men were considered very feminine. You know, their people couldn't get past the hetero um, dynamic. They're like, okay, one has to be male, one has to be woman. So, oh, all these effeminate <laughs> men were seen as gay, and a lot of the gay men went, mm, "Fuck that!" And they grasped onto the most macho, masculine thing they could, which was biker, because bikers were counterculture at the time as well. Yeah. They were seen as very <clears throat> virile um, icons. Everyone, join me. Macho, macho man, macho. No, it yeah. makes perfect sense. So, um, and so, and because it be, instead of being you know a male female pair, it was men who are really men who are manly men loving other manly men. Yeah. Um, 
And that's was most, like a, a, repro- a reappropriation of the image, I guess. Or uh, well, or I no. mean, because bikers were also in the '60s very counterculture, yeah. and a lot of the emerging LGBT was also counterculture. So you had the natural blending of the communities. Sure. Um, and then a lot of the original biker bars basically morphed into gay bars yeah. and into fetish bars. And when you start getting into the '70s and '80s, as with anything uh, that's taken as as a fetish sort of thing, it evolves. Yeah. So this is where you start getting a lot more of the harnesses, the spikes, the like, the accoutrements from people who don't necessarily ride and don't have that source material, but it's evolved, sort of like drag hat. That's what I find is interesting is that I knew many more lesbians who rode, hardly any gay men who rode, hmm. yet it was the fashion yep. that was taken over by the gay men. Mm-hmm. Fashion and practicality at times, but yeah. we, that's we can't bring that to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the other major big thing I don't want because yeah, we could talk on and on, but this is not an LGBT podcast. This is a motorcycle podcast. So we're actually going to play a game now to lighten things Ooh. up a little bit. So the game here, and we're going to break into two teams. We're going to have Knock, JJ, Cat, and Doug as one team. All right, yeah, and we're going to have Charlie, John, Bagel, and Zach as the other. Let's do it. Liza okay. can't participate because she helped compile one of the categories. Yeah. All right. So the category so she's not cheating this time. No. <laughs> so the categories are motorcycle, sex toy, or sewing machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I like this. Right. Sewing, so, sewing or soda? Sewing. 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 So JJ, do you know how this game is played? I do not. Okay. So there's three different categories, and Adrian is going to. Throw a name out, and you have to guess, is it a sewing machine company, a motorcycle? It could be a motorcycle model or a company, right? Yep. Or a sex toy. There's, are scooters involved? Uh, yes. Scooters are always included in okay. this, yes. Yeah, All but right. uh, nothing too, too obscure. Uh, I think we should appoint Knock as the official answer giver on our team. All right. So okay. Just, All right. I will who's, be the, the mouth of Sauron who's, for you Who's going to be the answer giver on our team? Go you team. Should, you go, Bagel. All right. Bagel. Okay. So first up, this is gonna go to. Should we, should we flip a coin like they did last night at the Packer game? <laughs> no, because that's sports ball. And Where I don't it care. didn't fucking flip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Threw it straight up in the air and it landed on the same side. It was like. Was... So I'm not coming to name your team the Twinks and Bagel. Your team will be the Queens. All right, All right. sick. <laughs> well, Bears, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for our Knox team, we have the Nuda. Oh, that's a motorcycle. I know I, it's a motorcycle. You, if you're are you that certain, your team I am that. It's a yeah. fucking Husqvarna. Yeah. Well, can you spell it? N U D A. Okay. There's a Nuda and a, the Nuda R that never came to the states. Was a 900. All right. I think if you're that certain, go for it. Yeah. So positive. Yep. It, it's a bike. Well, oh, I think boy. the question is: Is it a thumper? Because if it's a 900 and the thumper, that can be a sex toy. Also. Yes. Absolutely. It was a 900 cc parallel twin. Oh yeah. Oh. Not not so useful then. No, yeah. No, no. You, you need the thumper. You really yeah. You got to take out that counterbalancer. So who's, who's, got the, who's got the 800 thumper? Is that that's a uh, it's not in America. 800 Thumper. I don't know. Mm. And I know I know Suzuki makes a uh, DRZ 700. Yeah, I've, I've got wow. a 500 Thumper, and that thing's pretty. That's enough. That's got some vibration <laughs> to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I, I know I've, I've heard of a, a fucking 800 Thumper, and I can't remember wow. what it was. Oh. The DR was it the Ooh. DR Big? Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a DR called the DR Big, uh, which was like an 800 something. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Never <laughs> sold in the states. Wow. Wow. 
Okay. Um, so this is for Charlie and Bagel's team. All right. We have the Sloat. S L O T E S L O A T S L O A T some deep sloat. I'm gonna say so. All right, and the categories again were bike, bike, sex toy, or sewing machine. I think it's a sewing machine. Yeah, I would agree. I'm thinking sewing machine too. Holy crap! Yeah, it's a sewing machine. All right. Point. It's not not quite dirty enough to be a sex toy. Yeah. Okay, so Open that drawer, pull out the sloat. It just sounds unappealing. Okay, let me get your sins all bunch. So back for Knox team, we have the Tantus. The Tantus. The Tantus. Who? Yes. That sounds mm. sexy. I'm pretty sure that's a yeah. sex toy. You think it's a text sex toy? Yeah, what do you I'm think? thinking that sex sounds toy. Sounds like a sex toy. Tantus, like tantric or tantric? Right, right. right Romance right. novel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it is. A that would be a sex toy. All right. Oh. Okay. Um, so back to Bagel's team. Wait, do um, we get to see pictures of these after? Because <laughs> <laughs> science. Curious minds. I want to name sex There's toys some serious for a research, research we need cool. over yeah. here. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing in the corner all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for Bagel's team, we have the Electroglide. Oh, that's a motorcycle. Yeah. And yes, this entire game was a setup for a Harley joke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Even I knew that one. Point. Okay. Are you sure it's not a sex toy? <laughs> well, yeah. they should they should make that well, sex toy. There could be when one it's running, by that name maybe. as well. I think it is all three. Yeah. Except, except yeah. they have to spell it wrong so that Harley didn't sue them. That's yeah, right. Be That's right. <laughs> okay, back for Knox team. We have the Bushwhacker. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> That's not fair. That's tough, man. <laughs> Hey, that's the name of my toy. Damn, dude. I was gonna say, we're that's cold blood. Why would you bring a question like that? Yeah. Wow, Bushwhacker. Uh, okay. Uh, sewing machine. It, it could certainly be a freaking sex toy. Is it a sex toy or a motorcycle? I don't think it's a sewing machine. I don't think it's, a, don't sewing think it's a sewing machine. Yeah. I think it could be a sewing but machine. But I think. I understand. Who wrote the question? <laughs> yeah, it's, who I'm, thought of that name? Was it Liza or Adrian? I'm kind of think it's a it's a sex Doesn't toy. Matter. Just you know, because that, 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 that would be the that would be the easiest function. Yeah, but I'm, I'm the, thinking it's probably a motorcycle. Yeah, think I'm so? thinking so too. Ooh, something right, something the on the back of my head is singing. I'm uh, a roller crew as a representative of my crew. A bushwhacker <laughs> is a motorcycle or yes. a scooter. Yes, yeah. it is. Nice work, boys. Very, very nice. Boys yep. and girls. Yeah, and it's from Kawasaki, actually. Oh, okay. I, I, saw, oh. I knew. I remember seeing something Bushwhacker. Is, is that? Yeah. Is it not Australia? I just I know him as like a <laughs> WWF wrestling team. <laughs> 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 is, that, is that an Australian market motorcycle? Um, I think so. Is the F three? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I was more looking forward to you telling us how this was a sex toy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, if, it's a, if it's a single, can I get a demonstration, please? <laughs> it's got a pull start. <laughs> <laughs> we have Put all of them here it. in a box somewhere. Okay, <laughs> so back for Bagel's team, we have the Fieldo. The Fieldo? Oh. F E E L D O? Sex toy. Sex toy. Wait, wait, wait. Is that, is that the correct spelling? Uh, D O E. Ah, okay. Oh. 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 That Fieldo. <laughs> 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 right. I, I'm I'm thinking that's a sex toy. What do you guys think? I'm thinking uh, sex toy I, because I, I think of it's spelled uh, rabbits. Right what does. was what was the spelling? F E E. And you automatically go to bestiality, really? D O E. 
D-O-E. As in, yes, feeling a deer. A female deer. Yeah, just like a doe. I think it's a sewing machine. I want to say sewing machine because I feel like like I was thinking like feel plus dildo was right, but then the D, it was If it was D-O, I think it'd be a sex toy, but it's still saying sewing machine. There are multiple ways to spell dildo, too, though. That's sure, sure. And... I I'm I'm only familiar with the standard American spelling, so <laughs> I, I just can't imagine that somebody actually sold a, a sewing machine named the Fieldo, though. It could be German. Five uh, seconds. No, I know German. It's not German. Just, it could be just French. Say, just say something. I don't care. All right. Se- I'm saying sex toy. Sex toy. Yeah, it's more fun. All right. Majority. Sex yep. toy. Sex toy. All right. All right. Yes. Wow. Adrian, they've gotten every single one. Right. Yes, they. Have. I may have been I'm, wrong. I thought these would be a little tougher, honestly. You guys are a bunch of perverts. <laughs> are you surprised? Hi, yeah. It's tied three to three. That's why I hang out here. Okay, <laughs> we have... It's an, an acronym, actually. Mm. RAM. What's the acronym for? R-A-M. Well, I know. <laughs> what are the words? Can you Rectal assist machine? I don't want uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, a rectum assassin machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Rectal aperture modulator. Oh, like <laughs> I think I think that's a sewing machine. It sounds like a sewing machine. I'm willing to guess it's a sewing machine. Yeah. Are, you, are you sure it's not a Dodge Ram with just two wheels? <laughs> I think it's a sewing machine. Yes, it is. Oh, Boom, Sagalaka! Oh, dude, wow. we're getting really lucky. This wow. is it's, yes. I think produced, we're taking a horrible turn no, in a minute yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Produced in 1853. Right. What, is, what does the an acronym stand for? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Real authentic sewing machine. Yeah. So back to Beagle awesome Steam. Um, this is the Aneros. A N E R O S. Aneros. Aneros. Knox <laughs> uh, uh, face lit up just yeah. like mine did. I'm like, I know what he's thinking. <laughs> this is for our team, right? Yeah. Yep. Sex yeah. Toy. Hop on our um, I have a feeling this is probably a sex toy because it's got arrows in it. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I would guess. I would guess um, that unless there's a European bike that's named the Aneros. Uh, I keep on trying to think if it's came up before in any of the other games we played with all the obscure bikes. It doesn't ring a bell to me. Is that like a mm-hmm. commingulation of anal eros? Yes, or that is probably That's what that what is. I'm thinking so. I'm kind of thinking sex toy too. I mean, it probably it might not be. But do you have a lot of experience with this, Charlie? Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. I've, I had a dildo fall on my face last week. <laughs> <laughs> And your jaw is still broken from it. <laughs> it's awful. Hey, what you do in the privacy of your own home? Yeah. Is it wasn't at my home. It was right here. Right. Claim it's a dildo. I, really. I think we are going to go with sex toy. Uh, yes, and oh. Knock had it right about the amalgam of words. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks for helping him out, Knock. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd probably be a good sex toy we, design we maker. Gave, we gave him all the pieces. We were there saying. already. Okay. All right, um, four to four. And yeah, it's four to four. So, you know, long as somebody doesn't slip up here. On our game today. Yeah. Um, so back to Knock's team, we have the Titan T500. Oh, jeez. That's got to be a sewing machine. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. yeah. My, okay. Five hundred. Uh, what? Are you sure about that? <laughs> no. Andrew, what do you think about that? I, it's either like some serious industrial sex toy, or that's a sewing <laughs> 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 combination thereof. Similar to a telephone. It's got a high torque motor in it. Yeah. So my work arc motor would. The question is, do you put diesel in it, or do you plug it into the wall? Yeah, yeah. You put JP5 jet fuel in it. Yeah. There's no wireless option. Yeah. What's the What's the final answer, Knock? Uh, I let's just. 
Francisco with sewing machine, it seems like it's a Titan T five hundred. Yep. Yeah. I mean, because if it was a sex toy, then you'd think there's probably like a T four hundred, be like tight end T five hundred. Like a two hundred wasn't good enough for you, so we have the five hundred. Like it feels way better. I don't know. Um, More torque. Maybe it's pleasure. halfway to a thousand. Yeah. Your final answer. Over nine thousand. That's over nine thousand. <laughs> um, I see. I'm gonna go with this show sewing machine. And oh, oh. shit. David, motorcycle. You got to stop me from rationalizing sex toys. You know, it doesn't work that. It just, up. It's a motorcycle. It is a motorcycle. But, uh, but anything oh. can be a sex toy, Doc. Ooh. Yeah, well, yeah. Anything Queens, can be a sex toy. Uh, if you're brave enough, it. that's right. And if I'm not mistaken, that's a German motorcycle, isn't it? You are mistaken, actually. Oh, oh. It's Suzuki. Oh, ah. okay. never heard of it. Sorry. Okay, isn't it like a cruiser kind of no. or a standard? I mean. Uh, Standard, no. yes. Yeah. Okay. So back to the queens. We have good speed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, sewing I believe that's Wait, a sewing machine. machine. Yeah. Yep. Sewing Sun machine. machine. Woo! Right. How many more do we have? Adrian? We have two more. <gasps> so you guys have There's to no get it right, to, and, and if then, they get it wrong, then we have a tie. Then we have a tie. We have a tie. Right. Do we have a tiebreaker question? I'll think of one. <laughs> All right. Okay, um, we have back to the Twinks. Stonic. <laughs> Stonic? Can you spell that? S T O N I C. I think Stonic. I think that's a sex toy. I think it's a sewing machine. Mm. I have no idea. It sounds like I, a medical I'm say sewing machine. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like toothbrush. a medical procedure. Yeah. It does. It sounds painful. Um, <laughs> I mean, either, either we're getting into, you know, kinks that I have no idea. What <laughs> To me, like Mr. They, S is now on my laptop. Sounds to me like Search at history. the end of the night when someone walks up to the bar and they've been cut off. All right, I have a stonic. Getting <laughs> stonic. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go with a sewing machine. <sighs> you guys are doing so well. Uh, what? Nope. What? Oh. Why do you guys? You guys are failing. What's going is on? Is it here? a sex toy, Adrian? Yes. God damn it. Okay, <laughs> there has to be a photo of this. Yeah, I can show you. <laughs> Ooh, Hooked so on Queens of one. Wait, wait, wait. Like is it a electric-related sex toy, Adrian? As in plugged into the wall? Uh, or no. As in electric like diodes. As in like an e-stem. You know? Oh, no, it is not. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. I did keep all the sounding electroplay and other stuff out. Okay. Oh, sorry. It sounded like something to do with... Stonic. Yeah. Yeah. Hooked on stonics? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, last question. And this one, well, I guess we lost. Yeah, yeah. I guess kind of lose. Just no. But um, I'd actually be interested to hear what you guys think about this one too. It's an outlaw. <laughs> oh, I, I think that's probably oh, I'm all sure. three. That's yeah, toy. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Sex toy. Isn't that I'm pretty sure it's a sex toy. I'm pretty sure that's the name of a bike, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there has to be. I would guess. If it's yeah, not, Rebel, it should be. Probably like to compete with Rebel. Yeah. It's a Chinese knockoff. <laughs> I would guess motorcycle, yeah. Do they come yeah. as a package deal? <laughs> <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> and dildo. <laughs> uh, yes, it is actually a toy and a bike. And I almost nailed down a sewing machine named it too. <laughs> oh, nice. So it was a trick <laughs> question. Yep, trick question for that one. Wow. So they couldn't the right. should be illegal. So the queens won. <laughs> Excellent. So those uh, seamstresses are they? They get pretty rowdy, don't they? <laughs> Seems they can. Well, well, you know, you're sitting that sitting that long in, in a room in front of a sewing machine. You got to cut through <laughs> somehow, right? <laughs> what are you doing? You just, I'm, I'm you know, riding my outlaw. You got all that oscillation <laughs> happening. Yeah. And... I'm, I'm backstitching, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you do all three at once? Well, that was a that was a fun game. Thanks for setting that up. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. good. Thank you. So, did we cover all the queer stuff we needed to cover? Um, we covered a lot of it. Um, the one JJ, that... why are you here? Why am I here? Okay. 
You want to get to know JJ a little bit? Sure. Let's oh. let's get to know JJ. Okay. okay. So, hey JJ, how are you? I'm doing good. How are cool. you? Cool. What'd you ride up on today? I rode up on a big old man bike. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a, a big oh old man bike or a big old man bike? <laughs> big, uh, I think the first. Man I bike. think the first one. I pulled <laughs> on. uh, you pulled up on a big old compensator. That's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, after seeing your dicks hanging in the ceiling, I can't really compete with that. Um, you can be everybody humble. Those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I rode in on an R1200 GSA. So rather large, heavy bike was nice. rather fun up over 17 today. Yes, we had the designer of the GSA here sitting yeah, where you're that. sitting. Right. Yeah, I listen cool. to that podcast. It's all in, in the design. It's pretty cool. Well, if he's looking, he's listening. I apologize for the joke about it being an old man's bike. <laughs> <laughs> no, we make no, fun of Beamer's all Beamer. the time here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you don't have the arrow stitch, so you're not completely an old. Bike. I actually did have one. It didn't fit, so I got rid of it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what other bikes you got? Um, quite a few actually. Mm. Um, KTM 250XC, so a two-stroke KTM dirt bike. Street legal. Nice. It's plated. It is plated. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I got to ride it. I'm jealous. It's great. Yeah, it, it's plated. It is probably the worst bike ever to lane split on. I accidentally did a wheelie between two cars Ooh. lane splitting. <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, oh the bars are yeah, too change wide. change that story. You gotta like, be like, I fucking did a wheelie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the best kind of bike to split on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not when it does it. Like, you just pop the throttle yeah. a little bit and you're in the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Husqvarna five, FE501S, so a big 500 KTM, basically, is what it is nice. now. Nice. Um, an RS50, so going the other way to the smaller, <laughs> yeah. small two-strokes. I think it's fun, too. Yeah. And a KLX110, which I think Doug's also ridden at some point. Oh, yeah, that's the one I, th- I thought you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, the, the Kalex. The little green thing. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's the, fun. The adult killer, we call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you usually get way too confident on it, and it actually does have some yeah, balls. So. The compound yeah, fracture. It, yeah, it, it's a one. It's bored out to 148, and it's street legal. Yeah, surprise, so. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, a little collection. How long have you been writing? Uh, 15 years now, I guess. Yeah. 15, 16 years. So do you still own every bike you've, no, you've bought? No, not even close. Um, I think I've sold five or six of them now. So I've gone through a decent number of bikes. How how many bikes did you go through before you found the one you're like, this is the what kind of bike I want to ride? Um, it was probably two or three at least until I really got into dual sports. What did like, you start out on? I started out on a 600. I had a 600 F4i that was a friend's that I rode a lot. Oh, that's a cool bike. Good yeah, bike. yeah. Then a GS500F, mm-hmm. which good mm-hmm. beginner bike. Yeah. Um, ended up selling that one. Then I got a 600RR and realized very quickly, you know, doing 140 on tender state entrance ramps wasn't really probably the best thing for my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To proceed. It's good, it's good for your uh, enjoyment, not so much your life, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so you slow down being I, on a 1200. Well, actually, yeah, because the 1200, you know, it gets to 100 really fast. Anything above that, sorry, you mm-hmm. aren't getting there. It tops out at 120. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah it's, yeah, it's okay. I top out at about 120. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good torquey 120. Oh, yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yes, it is. It's first gear. We call it the tractor. Yeah, It'll yeah. just sit there, there and <laughs> dig a hole. Yeah. Do you have any good crash stories you want to share? Oh, any good crash stories? Pretty much all my good crashes are on dirt bikes. Um, I've only... What about that time in Hollister? <laughs> Which one? On Fuchs' <laughs> bike. Uh, the KDX. Oh. That wasn't even a good crash story. That, well, that, that was, was pretty funny. That was, you know, there was this some asshole parked at the top of the hill. <laughs> 
and I decided to go up the hill and not notice that they were parked, and that some asshole happens to be sitting like two seats over from me. Uh. But um, yeah, so I ended up sending my friend's KDX down into almost into a ravine, which required both Adrian and Doug to help me pull it back out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was um, waiting for the other asshole on the other side of the room. Yeah, to go to finish going down the hill before I followed behind. Yeah, him. yeah. So it, it was a we were all doing really well up until that point. Yeah, and then it was a chain of assholes. Yep, and I think a a, a bush stopped you and the bike. Yes, from yeah. going down like this like sixty degree freaking hill. Well, that was me grabbing the bush to keep yeah. from going down. Thankfully, the bike it stopped itself, and <laughs> oddly enough, that two stroke runs upside down quite well. I don't know how. Well, the oil just pours down into the top of the hill. Yeah, it keeps it, it yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it kept running for quite a while. That was that was rather impressive. What's the longest ride you've gone on? Um, longest ride is or trip or you know consecutive whatever um, about 1600 miles mm-hmm. in four days some friends of mine and I did ride from here all the way up to Oregon and back oh nice which way did you go uh, we went the coast and then we cut inland went up to Crater Lake yeah kind of wound through central Oregon so cool. um, I actually got one thing for you I talked about it a little bit earlier with you um I know you went up to Slay Sloth and some of the rest of the folks up in Oregon, and you actually got to try snow biking. Yes. Tell what? us about that. Did you? What? Oh, yes. Is this the one with the ski on the front? It has yep. a ski on the front and has a track on the back. Nice. And it's, it's, it, you counter steer it, yes, like a regular this is, motorcycle. You do. You That's do. This you, is the kit for a dirt bike, right? It, it is. It yeah. is. You can you can put it on a dirt bike. There's actually a few guys, a guy in Sweden, I believe it is. He's actually put one on a super sport. So he has a 600. Lord. I think it's a 600 GSXR with a track on it. But yeah, so <laughs> that's right. It, it's a dirt bike converted to basically somewhat a snowmobile, yeah. which is much to the consternation of Washington. They haven't. They just figured out this year how you actually register this thing to be able to ride it. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it. Well, yeah. What do you guys put that in? Do you put it in motorcycle or they snowmobile? Yeah, Washington has decided that it's actually a snowmobile. I would say that because it's restricting yeah. the snow, not the street. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You, a little tough to ride it on the street. Uh, you can, actually can. It just Could. it burns up the track. It's the same problem with riding a snowmobile on the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really it's one of those really weird things. You get on it, you come from dirt, and you get on it, and it's it's very similar, but it's very different because you have to lean it really hard to turn. Mm-hmm. Uh. But it's not intuitive when you first get on it. And the other so, part, yeah. and it's not like—is it more like a dirt bike or a street bike? Because those are two different. Inputs. It is much more like a dirt bike. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other part of it is because it is a snowmobile and you have a foot wide track behind you. You don't want to put your feet down. Mm. Um, you want to keep your weight centered in the bike. Mm. And if you don't keep your weight centered, if you try stick one foot out one side, it starts leaning. And if you're at a stop, it just compacts the snow on that side and you fall over. Uh. Mm. Um, the other part is, you know, they're on like the one I was riding was a 450 Supermoto race bike. Which oh, there you, you, go. you put that thing in dirt and you're going to kill yourself within the first corner. You put it on snow and it's just absolute fun. Yeah. Mm. Like nice. pin it open, hold it open, slam through the gears. And you can climb hills that are 45, 50 degree angles. Wow. Yeah, so, so going and back. Oh, sorry. You were shitting yourself the whole way up this thing. Like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And you just make it up and it's no big deal. Wow. Yeah. But so going back to like actually the technique of that thing. So it's a modified 
snowmobile slash dirt bike thing. It's, it's, it's kind it's of its a, unique kind of a thing. It's, or it's very it's its own hybrid? unique thing. Like yeah. riding a snowmobile is its own unique thing. Like you have to be able to move your body around, stand on one side of the sled, pull sure. the weight over. Um, with a snow bike, you don't. You you're yeah. leaning. You it's it feels a lot more like a dirt bike, and that's where the intuitive part comes in. Right, it's, it's, it's snowder cycling. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. slightly different, but it's it is motorcycling. And the weight transfer. It's definitely is clear similar. motorcycling. Yes. Yeah. It, it is a very is a very queer motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Heated grips. No heated grips. See now, if you're ever needing heated grips, that's right? when no, they need it. That is true. Like the the um, but he could add them. All the sleds they actually have the heated grips. Some of them actually have a heated ass warmer, which you know, mm, nice. keep your ass nice and toasty as you ride. But yeah, that nice. that thing does not. So you lose your fingers and you know whatever. So do you consider yourself motosexual at all? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, we're about to find out how motosexual. Ooh. 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 I don't know if you've been prepped for this question that's about to come. I've heard it before. Okay. <laughs> Everybody needs prep, otherwise it hurts. <laughs> it always hurts. I'm just saying. Or it's messy. So, JJ. <laughs> well, at least on the WD-40. Do you have an up-the-butt bike? This, this question is most appropriate on this podcast. Of course it, it is. is, yeah. Yes. Um, do I have an up-the-butt bike? Um, so... I had to sit and think about this for a while. <laughs> okay. And not to fi- not to figure do, out what he wants. Do you need the dildo to it. help you out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that dildo intimidates me a bit. <laughs> that would take a lot more prep. Um, <laughs> we have WD-40. Oh, there we go. That solves we all have, problems. Um, we have Molly. <laughs> we also have chain lube. <laughs> Despite having lube in its name... Not so good. Yeah, that's a misnomer. <laughs> so, that's like sex wax on surf. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what I finally came down to is, you know, the one bike I would probably lust after the most and do many, many dirty things for is an RS250 bored out to a 500. Ooh, yeah. good choice. Because I figure if I'm going to die on a motorcycle, it better be just a motorcycle that is going to send me flying through to my death, flaming backwards, <laughs> the pistons flying out of it. And I, I think a 500 two-stroke would probably be the bike that would do that. I think yeah. just looking at it and listening to it would be enough for me. I don't even have to ride it. Just like, oh, just sit there and look pretty. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's death on wheels, pretty so much. So that's like your Brad Pitt then, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like a, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's like around the realm of like a two-stroke GP bike back in the it, era. It, it, right? is, like, it is. It's not quite as mean, but yeah, yeah. You're, you're very much in that realm. Yeah. You know, it, it just wants you dead. Yeah. The minute yeah. you started, it wants you dead. So I just thought of something, and this may veer horribly, which is why we're doing it at the end of the podcast, because oh. at least I can edit it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fix it in post. Naturally. Since we've been talking about sex toys, I'm just curious, is there anything commonly found in a motorcycle garage that you guys think would qualify as a substitute in a pinch? <laughs> now, are you talking... <laughs> Are you oh, talking oh kink? God. Um, you know. I'm well, I mean, and I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, look right behind you. I, yeah. I think this is the most qualified group of bikers <laughs> to say oh, comment that, on this. That well, pair of hammers? Yeah, I was going to say, right behind oh, you. Yeah. Perfectly My tapered hammers. My handled uh, metal shaping hammers. You got duct yeah. tape. Mm, okay. No. Throw a condom on pretty much you, anything you. We have you. baby oil dildos. Hold on. Duct tape, that was a good one. Oh, and the zip ties. And you have baby oil up there. Zip ties. Yeah, Maybe I oil I for leather. Oil yeah, and there's yeah. bungee cords, but the bit sharpener right there. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean, but I 
<laughs> you know, yeah, I was locked in. Tie downs over there. I was going to say the host clamps, but I think Doug just went off to me. <laughs> <laughs> you have a couple of extra mufflers up there. Fine. There's okay. the jumper cables well, above you, Doug. There's the end of those hammers. Up you know there the too. plugs over there are shocking people, and some people yeah, are really yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> electric tape. Yeah. 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 Okay. Ten mm-hmm. forty. Uh, uh, no. no, no, you gotta go straight yeah. weight with that. You know, you don't do want you go it. synthetic. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do it. You might as well overdo it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Go this for is, longevity. This is gross. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, don't, oh. I don't think you want to. I learned this control. from Oranges is the New Black. Oh, oh, Screwdrivers. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Wait, what? Yeah, you, you gotta wrap, like wrap them in screwdrivers. Yeah, wrap them around the other way. Yeah, if yeah. There any use the handle, there, put a condom on it. Yeah. You turn it, you get the nice ribbed, ridged effect. You know? <laughs> I'm I guess I wouldn't know anything about. I, that. I've never thought of this, but for those who like it, battery charger, could that come into play? No, you don't. Low want voltage. Low They make good, good oh. nipple clamps. Are we are we in Guantanamo now? Is that the kind of fetish we're? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you do, make sure the amperage is low. If yeah. you're going to use them just as clamps, make sure you put something in the teeth so they don't clamp all the way down on you. Yeah. If you're Good going tip. to use them as electroplate, don't. Um, <laughs> find something that doesn't plug in or is actually designed for it. Mm-hmm. There's Pleasure Chest. There's Mr. Ass and a couple others. Um, and read a book ass. or two, because if you do electroplate wrong, you will kill yourself. Ouch. That or somebody will find you on the floor and your mother will know. <laughs> Which actually, is there are as could be bad. worse. There <laughs> are <laughs> services you can subscribe to that they will sanitize your place in the attempt to earn the event. Isn't of that your what demise. best friends are oh, for? Like you, ha- everybody yes. has that homie hookup that if I die, you clear my internet history, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Make sure nah. to turn your uh, pacemaker off before you try any of that too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just go full disclosure here. Has anybody in this room ever? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to play had, spin the bottle next? Or had, what? No. Yeah. Has anyone ever had sex on a motorcycle? Oh. oh yes. Bucket list no. for a long no. time. For a long time. No. Nobody's That's done it? Yes. Yet? No, no, but I can... How have none of us word. done this? But I, but I can recommend a movie that has a scene of uh, two people having sex on the Vespa. Oh. Um, there are it? a couple porters out there where there's a person with the um, recipient on the tank on their back riding around a dirt track with being yeah. penetrated Whoa. oh my um, god there's a bukkake scene with a motorcycle helmet oh, with the visor man. open we're going there oh. now oh. Okay. You, can't, you gotta trap all that nasty in there, man. Can you imagine taking that off? Your eyebrows would be stuck straight up. <laughs> that, must, that must have been. A, you only do that with a helmet that you're not gonna wear anymore. But what, what was that spongy helmet that someone got replaced? <laughs> I think that this is going to be the first podcast I'm gonna put an advisory on. Yay! Yeah. All right. Wow. It only took 120 episodes. <laughs> Fucking a right. The truth. See, comes out you're gonna ask that has anybody had sex on a motorcycle question next week and I swear to fucking god every single person in this room is gonna raise their hand (laughs) (laughs) Liza I can actually say yes to that question it seems totally awkward to do did you put it on the center stand center stand center stand okay the question the question is which bike Yes, far. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I didn't need to know that. No, you didn't. <laughs> Don't go right about <laughs> you asked. Well, know. you know, it's yeah. like there, there's some skill involved on certain bikes. A VFR, mm-hmm. that, that's a little bit easier. It's a very sure. stable bike. Yeah. Well, coming very close to having uh-huh. sex on a bike 
is an event coming up very soon. (laughs) Bad segue. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? I thought it was a good segue. (laughs) So uh, just a reminder to everyone that on Saturday the 23rd, it's going to be the Naked Ride. Woo. We're going to get hypothermia. It's gonna JJ, you're going to come yeah. down it's to the Naked Ride? It's warm out tonight. I know. It's like 60-something. I'm still deciding which bike, but I'm going. And tomorrow. I've decided, because people have been asking if anyone can use my Versus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that the Elite is available. <laughs> yes. And I will be saran wrapping the seat. Yes. <laughs> Somebody yeah. needs a bike, they can use mine. Why? 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 Because I'm riding bitch. Because I've had a recurring this, this, you know how like you go, you have a nightmare where you go to school, you stand up to do an essay and you're fucking naked. So I have that exact same dream except for I drop my bike in a parking lot and I look down and I'm fucking naked. And I'm not, (laughs) I am not messing with that bad juju. I am just surpassing that. It's totally awesome. You should totally do it on your own bike. Well, no, nothing can be as bad as the year that Donut blew up his bike. No, I could drive downtown my bike. <laughs> on the main. Well, there was the dude that stacked over on the train tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that the first the year worst. I went. Yep, he got road rash on his oh. knee. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So anyone wants to come on down on the twenty? What did I say? Twenty third for the naked ride. Seven p.m. It's, it's actually it's, it's not a skeezy event. It's actually no. I look everyone in the eye. We wear pearls. Yes. Yes. I, I, I am very too. careful. I one year Douglas was naked in front of me, and I scanned down to chest hair and got freaked out. And went back up. <laughs> That's the furthest I have made it. There's ever. a lot there. That's Liza, so. Liza yeah. has never seen an actual penis in person she saw my hair oh no there's there's pictures from one year but that was after the ride and he was ted was still naked after everyone had gotten dressed and he was jiggling it around (laughs) so yeah despite all the sexual perversions we just talked about it it's more akin to polar bear swim than an orgy yeah it's a respectable affair we have all of our socks on it would be black tie but there's no photos everybody's very respectful respectful well there's one photo last year of lucas but unfortunately he turned around at the wrong time Uh, yeah yeah, so right. there's no photos, but there is YouTube. <laughs> yeah, there is. So yeah, so we got that going on. Um, I think it's. I think we're good to wrap it up, unless anyone has any um, last things they want to throw in. Well, I was going to touch on some, some role models, and there's actually a good interview with um, Luke Huff, who's an openly gay writer. Yeah, I was looking up, because I was curious myself, how come I've never really known that many gay men? I've known some, but not that many. And I was surprised to find that there is a club in L.A., Oh, um, there's plenty. There's half a dozen gay clubs in San Francisco alone. And the gay, the gay writing club in L.A., that's who the wild ones, Marlon Brando, the look was modeled after. So technically, it was already gay. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the satyrs in the 60s. Everything. There's huge amounts of histories online. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Um, Homoto currently yeah, uh, Homoto out of currently. San Francisco, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's historical as well. as There's like Michelle Duff, the GP racer, who's a trans woman. But um, it, and in this time of professional sports, when people are starting to come out, even in major sports, still in motorcycling, it is one of the last ones that anyone has come out. We're assuming mm-hmm. that maybe there are gay people, but um, yeah, Luke Neff, he did come out when he was racing. Yeah, and he actually has a really good quote on it um, that you know one's sexual preference rarely comes up at the racetrack, other than the occasional cat call and or comments about women and since almost every race has women in the series as well those comments are going away too um he's never really heard anybody act homophobic at the track and when it has they'll usually come by later on and apologize once they realize that somebody in the paddock is gay 
Yeah. So, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, I, and uh, to say, put it in other words, you don't have to be straight to ride straight. Well, yeah. I, I think a lot of it, you know what? I think a lot of it, too, with motorcycling, it's such a, it's weird. It's a weird subculture of comp- relative to just regular culture. Yeah. So I think people are just kind of primed for just more weirdness. I mean, you're fucking going around a track 150 miles an hour with that's a flammable not- liquid strapped between your legs yeah, above exactly. two exploding it's, cylinders. It's not it's, normal. Yeah, you not, know? It's, it's not <laughs> rational. Part, it's not rational. So, so, yeah. so people yeah. are primed to it as well as, he's right, you know, it doesn't come up at the track because you win. Yeah. Yeah. It's very merit-based of like, okay, yeah. you know, that flaming queen could pass you up and just be a better rider than you. Yep. I would like to say that the takeaway from this, and, and you know, I, I apologize to any listeners who think that, you know, we've crossed a line and, and you know, we love crossing lines. All they that make queer stuff. But you know what? Here's the takeaway. Um, and I've seen this as someone who's been around for a few decades. Yeah. <laughs> um, we used to be labeled deviant, and that was because we had to live our lives in secret. Yes. And now mm-hmm. that so many people are out, and I think especially in this community and in this garage, everyone is out, lets their freak flag fly. Um, nobody's deviant, so nobody you don't nobody seems untrustworthy, and I think that's a problem. So maybe you don't know any gay or queer people in your lives, but you do. They, you, you do. And to be open to that, they may then be open to you, and you'll find out that they're just like you. People yeah. are people. Yeah, I mean, I would like to say, I mean, as, as a street dude, uh, uh, I, I understand the kind of a privilege that we have, you know, especially as a male too. But like, there's also people who uh, we live in California, where it's a little bit more liberal in terms of uh, being able to express yourself as who you are, you know, as a person. But you got to understand that there are people out there who can't live as loudly and as proudly as the people do here. I mean, they literally get fucking killed if they do. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. you need to, you need to remember that and remind yourself that you know you have it. It's you have it pretty good here. And, and oh yeah, the situation is totally different. Yeah. And you got to remember, there are people being oppressed out there who, for who they are, and it's unfortunate, you know. So that's and something that definitely I grew up here, and I was saturated by. It. And growing up, it's just it's you are who you are. It's no big deal if you're bi, straight, trans, whatever you are. It's you accepted. got offended the other day because I called you straight. I did. I I did. <laughs> that was, I was like, what the fuck? How fair is Santa Cruz? Welcome yeah. to Santa Cruz, where uh, you have to be. Yeah, you have yeah. to be not normal to be normal, but um, yeah, you just why respectful of hey, people. There's room for everybody know? here. Yeah, don't assume somebody's straight. Yeah, yeah, but um, one of the things that I I noticed was that I left and went traveling and did things and was casually talking to somebody and they were like, "Oh, we don't we don't go there. That's the gay bar." And I'm like, "Wait, why we don't." Not? We don't wait. What do you mean we don't go there? You mean we don't go there until we dress up? We don't go there until we pregame. We don't, yeah, go, we don't there go there until seven we, o'clock. Like, what is that? What is that? And it was, it was just completely not a option for me mentally to have it not be an accepted thing. And that's something that kind of blew me away. And it's really amazing to live in this part of the world because you don't have to. You don't have to deal with that like cloud over your head of discrimination and yeah. hate oh my god you are so gay <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to uh, let our listeners know and everybody here um, that 
There's the video of our very own misfit, Zoe, that was made by Fusion.net, or it's on Fusion.net. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zoe, our, awesome. one of our very first misfits, uh, is a internationally known drone racer. Uh, and there's a documentary, a short documentary. It's about 12 minutes. And if you go to Fusion.net and hit their search bar, type in Zoe Drone, her video will come up. And it's very interesting. I watched it the other day. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really impressed. We made it, Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So are we ready to wrap it? I think so. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening, if you made it this far. (laughs) If you made it this far, you are our people, and we love you for that. And keep the emails coming, but don't send hate mail, because we're going to get some. If you have questions, (laughs) send mail. But no hate, please. I'm kidding. Send all the hate mail. Send it all. Yeah, I can use the laugh. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. How, How do they find us? Zach? You can find us online at MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. Send us an email at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com and you can call and leave us a voicemail at 831-291-5112 So thanks again everyone for listening. I think we're ready to get out of here. I am Zach. Bagel. Adrian. Liza. I was not on this podcast. (laughs) JJ. Kat. Douglas. John Dalton. Hatfield. And we are out of here.